0: Humphreys, at this time we are excited to hear this word i think i was so excited that i was running straight to hear that so i'm so happy that you allowed us to hear uh, nehemiah samuel and for giving him that chance to go ahead and lead us in song at this time we are ready the table is set and we are excited about what the lord is about to deliver through you as his servant the floor is now yours preach that word
1: listen once again i said like i said before i'm just thankful and grateful and I praise God for our special music. Once again, JD, man, thank you so much for the opportunity. As I mentioned before, Acts chapter 16 is where God has us. This is a familiar passage, but I just feel like I want us to tread among unfamiliar territory tonight. Acts chapter 16, 25 and 26. um, and, And this is what the word of the Lord declares. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. The Bible says, suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and don't miss this and everyone's chains were loosed so I just want to preach just for a few moments this this evening under the topic the reason and the secret to our escape the secret to our escape father we thank you for the total sufficiency of Jesus Christ. Have your way in this house, in this place, in this space, wherever everyone else is, Lord, in this moment, whether they're watching by phone or by TV screen or by computer, Lord, whatever it is, God, we just pray that you will feel that space. I've studied, but I still need your spirit, and I've prepared, and I still need your power. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen and amen. The secret to our escape. James, about a year and a half ago, I was watching on TV a popular Christian network, and there was an infomercial that came onto the screen and as the information if infomercial came onto the screen it started by saying do you want the secret to finding out what god has for you do you want the secret to having healing do you want the secret to being made whole and as i Turn the screen up as they continue to say, you want the secret to being debt-free? I've turned the value up real high right then. And they proceeded to say that they found, JD, this special Amazon holy water that you can purchase for $19.99. And all you've got to do is take this special holy water, they say, and sprinkle it over your bills and you'll become debt-free. They say all you got to do if your children are acting up and behaving badly is take the water and sprinkle it over your children and if you're going through some personal physical dilemma and you're finding yourself in a situation that you need some healing just pour the water onto yourself and that is the secret to your healing and they said if i were to buy right then they'd send an extra bottle for me to receive a special anointing from this holy water to be made whole. And as I laugh and as I chuckle about all of these different waters and different oils that they offer so that you can have some type of healing or restoration, we all know that, J.D., I've been living about 30 years now and I can testify that I am not alive today because of some holy water. I have not survived calamity and tragedy because of some special gimmick or trick. But the fact of the matter is, and I know everybody watching online can testify, I didn't sprinkle water on myself that has allowed me to be here today. I'm here because of the grace and the grandeur of Jesus Christ. There is no trick and there is no gimmick. The fact that I'm still breathing is because somebody above me has been looking out for me. And listen, I want to be honest and let everyone know we can all look back over our lives to seasons where we found ourselves in tight... If we can really be honest you're not here because of what you know you're here because of who you know and when you think about what the lord has done for you you can proclaim boldly that the name of the lord is a strong tower and he is a very present help in the time of trouble see jd i know this for a fact that life can sometimes and not always feel like green pastures and calm waters. There are going to be rough days ahead. Life, J.D., you know this, is full of inconsistencies. But praise be to God that there is a name above every name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And when he shows up, I'll be able to say, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I'd be because I've got somebody above me looking out for me and this is the discipline and the discourse of Acts chapter 16. This passage opens up with the mission and ministry of Paul and Silas. They are accompanied by a few other ministers as they make their way to the area of Macedonia. Verse 16 says, J.D., that they are heading to the place to go and pray and the Bible lets us know that they meet a slave girl with the spirit of divination. She has a demonic spirit and it's interesting, J.D., that the men of God run into someone that needs God. And as this young lady has this spirit of divination, she is a fortune teller. Her masters only use her for financial gain around the city. She is used only for her resources that have been prompted by an evil spirit. They care nothing about the girl. They only choose to exploit her. But with Paul and Silas now being in the city, after several moments of this girl following her, Peter, I mean, Paul finally turns around and says to her, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out. Now, notice, James, they don't say it in their name because in their name they ain't got no power. But Jesus' name is potent with power and possibility. And as soon as they say it, the text says immediately this girl has been delivered. But there is no celebration. Nobody is thankful. The text says that her masters are upset because their hope of financial profit is now gone, and instead of celebrating these men for delivering this poor girl, they decide to arrest Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas disrupted the profitable gain that this girl provided, and they were frustrated and upset. J.D., can I tell you that sometimes ministry will not bring on more allies. Ministry will sometimes bring on more enemies. See, there's always going to be a season in our lives where our ministry is going to to get the attention of the enemy. The text says that they are beaten badly by rods. The jailer has been told and been ordered to keep them in prisons that are secured. They're placed in what's called the innermost jail cell. It's the heart of the prison. And I did some study on this prison. It's known as a dungeon, like in our times for for back in the day. We have to understand that there is little to no provision of sanitation or or ventilation. The stench is terrible. Their backs have been so badly beaten. Their backs are exposed on the floors because there's no one there to claim them. And so they are subject to infe- infection. Their feet are fastened in stocks. It is physical discomfort, J.D. Literally, these men would be stretched out hand and foot on the floor. This prison was literally designed to break their wheel because they could not shift their position. But despite all of that, the text says at midnight i'll say it again i'll say it again the text says at midnight even though they're in this terrible place Paul and Silas decide to have praise and worship. There is no band. There is no praise team. There is no choir. All they're doing is having church in chains. But see, what they realize is, is that no matter where I am, the name of the Lord should always be exalted. But J.D. don't miss this. The text says, but at midnight, they were praying and singing hymns to God. See, the text is tailored to teach us, James, that development can take place at midnight. I'll say it again. Development can take place at midnight. The the text says, can I teach, J.D.? The text says midnight, midnight, midnight. Midnight in in, in its original uh, definition, it's the middle of the night. It's midnight. I'll set it up. Uh, uh, it's the darkest part of the night, but it's also the beginning of a new day. Midnight, uh, midnight, midnight. It, see, see, it doesn't just put me in the middle of the night, but it also puts me at the beginning of something new. See, see, ladies and gentlemen. Midnight suggests that when you're in the middle of something, it's also the beginning of something new. See, see, when we put all of these things together about midnight, we have to come to the obvious conclusion that something new is getting started in the dark, I'll say it again, that something new is getting started in the dark, that just because it doesn't look any different, doesn't mean it's not getting any different, midnight ladies and gentlemen, and hear this clearly, is God using yesterday's darkness to bring about something new. (sighs) It literally is God taking yesterday's darkness to create a brand new day, which means that God has a habit of bringing new things out of dark places because there are some things that can only be burst in the dark. See, we always read the text, James, don't we? Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning, but typically people always uh, identify joy with light. But no, the text says joy is in the morning and morning starts at midnight it's midnight, it's midnight, it's midnight. And see, God has a habit of developing something new in the dark. See, most of us don't like dark places in our lives, but you got to understand that this text will prove that God does his best work in places that are dark. See, God is not concerned with your preferred location because he's not restricted to time or space. So if you're in a dark space, God can still move even know, you won't be able to see it. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Don't you know, church, that God is a stalker? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. God is a stalker because goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, which means that everywhere I go, whether it's a dark place, goodness and mercy have to follow. See, I believe this, y'all. God builds good character in dark places. See, that's why I really can't stand certain people that always like to say that they don't go through anything, they don't have any dark seasons, but I just believe that God needs to deal with some of us in the dark, and we ought to be thankful that God works in the dark because God may have some of us in dark seasons so that he can bring something new out of you that other people will not be able to see because that we always got some nosy family member we've always got some nosy friend that want to know all of our business and every now and then God is going to put you in a season of isolation and dark places so that he can get something new out of you the text says midnight All all right so midnight it's Development can take place at midnight, but 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 James, uh, I believe this, that devotion also takes place at midnight. All right, all right. Text says, y'all, they are bruised, they're bloodied, and they're chained, but they still have praise and worship. This is an unorthodox action because their circumstances should not warrant praise. It should only warrant complaints. But I believe this today, y'all, those who are watching on the Quarantine Live right now, that their praise is simply a reflection of their faith. See, praise is just my faith talking. Praise is the articulation of my expectation of God's intervention. I'll say it again. Praise is the articulation of my expectation of God's intervention. See, praise is not something that's reactive. Praise should always be proactive. See, I don't praise God for his capability. I praise God for his character. That means I don't have to wait to get it To praise God for it, I can praise while I'm waiting on Him to move. See, they were on their way, JD. If you love the Bible, like I know you do, they were on their way to church to pray. The enemy detoured them, and they still had church because my devotion, hear this, to the person of God is not predicated on where I am. I will always bless the Lord at all times, and His praise shall continually be in my mouth. But see, JD, I believe this. There are some people that only worship God based on a what have you done for me lately mentality. And these people have infiltrated our churches and they are known as conditional worshipers. In other words, they only worship God based on the condition that they're in. But see, I've learned as a mature worshiper that I just worship God for his nature. And the Bible tells me that his nature is good. The Bible says for the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. That means that whether I'm doing good or doing bad, God is still worthy of my praise. And see, that's why I know that when I get in the really tough seasons of life, I can always put my trust in. Jenny. Can I, can I be transparent today? God, deliver us from people that have to be primed and pumped to have worship. I, I'll say it again. Deliver us from people that have to be primed by the praise team, that have to be pumped by the preacher, the choir's got to sing your song, the words got to be your text, but I want to talk and want to know if there's any real members or any real Christians who are watching online right now that can testify that you know what the prerequisite to praise is, and the last time I checked, the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So if I'm breathing, I should be praising. I'm not going to worry about my circumstance because this is the day that the Lord has made. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. So no band, no problem. No praise team, no problem. No speaker, no problem. I will lift up my eyes to the heels from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. You know what? When I think about the goodness of Jesus and that he's done for me my soul cries out hallelujah so listen when we make worship a weapon it allows god to move on your behalf see worshiping signifies that the prison is unsuccessful because because it didn't break their wheel huh remember i told you before if you're listening that the prison was designed to break the wheel the prison didn't work because the enemy made a critical mistake. I, I, I'm almost done. I promise I'm almost done. See, 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 see. They're in trouble, James, because they spoke the name of Jesus. They baptized a woman named Lydia, and her family heard it, and they were all saved because they heard that these men spoke about a miraculous power in Jesus Christ. They delivered a young woman who had a spirit of divination because they spoke the name of jesus but i don't want us to miss this the text says that the enemy chained their feet see if the enemies did their homework they would realize that the power is not in their feet the power is in their mouth and whenever they opened up their mouth something begins to happen and say i want to talk to somebody on this call that can just be able to testify if you're watching right now you ought to be grateful and thankful but I know you're quarantined I know that you may be at home and you're not sure what's going to happen next but you still have the ability to open up your mouth and the Bible lets us know that all we've got to do is call on the name of the Lord every time they open up their mouth, something happened, and maybe what you need from God for fresh revelation to come is not some gimmick, it's not some trick, it's not some 60 days of thinking that it's a reach up and mentality Sometimes God is just waiting on you to open up your mouth, and when you open up your mouth, that's when God begins to move. See, see, when they open their mouth, something happened because they've learned, I want to miss it, they've learned to be content in chaos because they put their trust in the Lord. See, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. See, joy is different than happiness. Happiness comes when things are good around you. Joy comes when things are right on the inside of you. See, it's this inner gladness and peace that you've got to have and believe and trust in God. See, my joy doesn't change when my circumstances change because joy is deep down me on the inside. And out of their joy, the Holy Spirit fills the room, and Paul and Silas praise the Lord. So, Pastor James, uh, um, I hope I help illustrate this. You know that I, I pastor two campuses. Some of y'all will get that in a little bit, but I pastor two small campuses. And um, I, I came from Atlanta, which is a big airport, huge city. And now when I have to fly to go preach or fly back home, I fly to an a, a, a airport, a airport called Greenville, uh, North Carolina. It's a very small, tight, tiny plane. And uh, i never forget when I was flying from Charlotte to Greenville, got in the plane. And uh, the, 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 the pilot let us know. That there's going to be a lot of turbulence the entire flight. And I begin to pray like I've never prayed before. All of us get real spiritual when we get on planes. Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, ruler and leader of all. And I begin to pray, but, but, but it got real serious, and the plane began to shake. We buckled up. Everybody is worried. But, J.D., I'm not even going to lie to you. The plane took a five-second dip in the air. Lord have mercy. I I, I began to get afraid. I said some things that I'm not going to say today, but, but I was interesting to see that the flight attendant was sitting in her seat. She was laughing at our reactions. She was just chilling. She was cool. She was calm. She was collected. It's almost as if The turbulence and the dip didn't affect her at all. So by the time that we landed the plane and we got off the plane, one of the ladies in front of me asked her, I was a little put off by how calm you were when we were going through turbulence and when the plane dipped in the air. And the flight attendant said to us, and it made me shout when I was on the way out the plane. She said, I've been flying with this pilot for over 20 years and we've been through worse before. And if the pilot said that he could land the plane, it don't matter how much the plane shakes because I put my trust in the pilot I came by to remind somebody you've been hanging with Jesus all of your life and despite how life can twist and turn and shake you can be cool calm and collective even in chaos because you know and put your trust in the pilot the text says it's midnight it's midnight it's midnight it's midnight um uh, midnight is the time for for but the development, uh, a devotion takes place at midnight. But, but here's what's going to bless you, and it's not real deep. But 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 deliverance can happen at midnight. All right, now 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 JD, don't miss this. It's going to bless your ministry. The text says, "Suddenly," that's it. That's it's just just suddenly. That word, the Greek, that which came next, that was unexpected and immediate. So that lets us know that we have no indication. Of what they prayed for, but we do know that they prayed and sang songs, hear this, of thanksgiving. See, we don't know what they prayed for, but J.D., we do know that when two or three are gathered together, he is in the midst. See, we don't know what the content of their prayers were. We don't know if they were praying to get out, but we do know that their prayers invited somebody in. I'll say it again. We don't know. See, that's why when you pray, you're not always going to get what you want. When you're praying, God is not some genie. He's not going to come when you want him to, but he's going to be there right on time. But God always lets you know that when you begin to pray, you invite God into your situation. The Bible says in Acts chapter 12, Peter was kept in prison but the text says the church began to pray. Maybe they weren't praying for Peter to escape himself. Maybe they were just praying for God to get in and the Bible says if you love the Bible like I know you do, that the angel of the Lord got into the prison and Peter was sleeping because he was cool, calm, and collected in chaos. The angel of the Lord had to wake him up and walk him out because sometimes You're not praying to get out. You're just praying for God to get in. See, the Bible lets us know, y'all, that when two or three are gathered, I'll say it again, he gets in the midst. But Psalms 22 says that God inhabits the praise of his people. All right. So, 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 when they're praying and they're, and they're praising, it invites his presence in, and I believe that when his presence gets in, the Bible says there's a great earthquake. All right, let me help you with this. Um, um Notice the text. It says the foundation of the prison was shaken. So the chains were loosed and the doors open. but don't miss the miracle looking at the miracle. I'll say it again. Don't miss the miracle Looking at the miracle. See, this is known uh, as selective shaking orchestrated by an omnipresent and all-powerful God. See, God who shook the prison, he shook it enough to get everyone's attention Open every jail cell and unshackle and unshackle all of the men, but it did not shake so much that the walls and the prison came crumbling down. See, scholars believe that if this was a real earthquake, the jail cell would have gone underground. But because God is all powerful and He knows what He's doing, God never sent that earthquake to you, He just sent the earthquake to them to loose the chains and set them free. And I'm telling somebody here that sometimes god sends his presence not just for you but to loose the things that are holding you tight but don't miss the next miracle the text says y'all everybody's chains were loosed all right so don't miss that that's critical because it's not just paul and silas in jail They got other prisoners there, which means, J.D., this is going to bless you, that there were probably men in jail that deserved to be there for the crimes they have committed, but they've now been set free because two men had praise and worship. See, listen, when it begins to shake and everybody's doors are open, everybody gets the benefit of their God coming into the space. And notice this, y'all all 'all all know the text. As the God begins to come in, he's ready to kill himself because he knows the penalty of escape prisoners but Paul and Silas let him know that don't trip we are all here see because Paul knows the penalty for Roman for for Roman soldiers who have lost prisoners because Paul is a Roman citizen. He understands the penalty. He knows what's going on. But instead of this brother killing himself, the next thing he says is, what must I do to be saved? And I read somewhere in Proverbs where it says, when a man's ways please please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies be at peace with him. See, I love this. I'm about to land the plane now, but I love this because it's almost, J.D., if we could push the envelope tonight, it, it almost appears this is the first time that paul discusses his citizenship in the text he could have said it any other any other time before he goes into the jail cell but it's almost as if paul gave up his citizenship to go down into a low place and what he did in the low place set men free and doesn't that sound a lot like somebody else that we know that gave up their citizenship to go down into a low place and the actions of what he did in the low place set the captive free. He walked on water in the low place. He healed the he healed the sick in the low place. He took care of the, of the sight to the blind in the low place. God is still in the business of blessing somebody in the low place. And see, Paul and Silas can be confident because they understand that they have a lifeline. Okay, so uh, uh, James, your dad taught us in preaching that, that personal illustrations are the best illustrations to give. Um, I don't know if anybody's looking online. Uh, you can go ahead and text uh, put it in the chat if you do. But those of all, all of us who have been to something known as the escape room, the escape room. Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, last year, my wife and I were on vacation. Uh, because we live in a small city, so we want to go back to a large city. So, after I got done preaching that Saturday night, uh, uh, we spent some time in Atlanta the next day. We decided to go to what's known as the escape room. For those that don't know, the escape room is something that you voluntarily go into and you've got to find a way to get out with the clues that are given. But before we go into the room to, to, to experience this with a bunch of different friends that we trust, uh, the owner of the facility gave us 10 different instructions not to mess with certain things, to make sure that we are working as a team, but number 10 is the most critical. He, as the owner of the facility, he's letting us know that if you ever get into a jam, All you've got to do is radio me and call my name and I will be your lifeline so that you can find the next clue to escape the room I'll say it again he said all you've got to do is radio my name and I'll give you the lifeline that you need to escape the room we did about 56 minutes four minutes left to go and then we remembered that we had a lifeline left and we called on the lifeline and just in the nick of time he gave us the tools to get out of the room see the secret to our escape was the lifeline and I came by to let somebody know that the secret to your escape is the lifeline and his name is Jesus Christ it's the lifeline that's paying your bills it's the lifeline that woke you up this morning it's the lifeline that's keeping you secure at night it's the lifeline that saved your marriage it's the lifeline that kept you in perfect peace and I just want to know is there anybody here that may be quarantined, and you may be down and out, and you're not sure what to praise God for, but can I just give you five reasons why you ought to praise the Lord right now? Reason number one, he woke you up this morning. Reason number two, he woke you up this morning. Reason number three, he woke you up this morning. Reason number four, he woke you up this morning. Reason number five, he woke you up. So let all of those who woke up, shout up. Let all those who woke up, praise up. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so because God is the God of a second chance. So when you look at me and you ask me what I've been through, I won't be able to tell you much. All I'll be able to tell you is, that what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and to today. Listen, I'm so thankful that we have a lifeline and you don't got to have no fancy words. You don't got to have no fancy phrases. All you've got to do is say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help do I know. Call on the lifeline. Father, I thank you for the grace and the grandeur of Jesus Christ. God Thank you that development takes place in the dark places of midnight. Thank you, God, for the devotion. But God, thank you that deliverance comes even at midnight. God, many of us right now feel trapped. We feel boggled down. We feel like, God, we're not sure how to get out of certain situations, but God, I declare and decree that all we've got to do is put our trust in the lifeline and you will do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ever imagine or think. So God, move on somebody right now. God, there's somebody who's been, who was here last week who was listening and they weren't sure about a the decision they were going to make. But God, I'm declaring right now that somebody needs to get the lifeline to turn their life around. There's something that you're in and it's got nothing to do with COVID-19. There's been something that's on you that has been that you've been dealing with and you need God to deliver you. Call on the lifeline. All you've got to do is say, what must I do to be saved? And all I'm telling you right now is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Ask him for forgiveness of sins and that you want to live for him the rest of your life. And the Bible says that if you have a sincere heart, you're going to be clean and made whole. All you've got to do his call on the lifeline. So God, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you in your name, in your great name. Amen. And amen. And amen. God bless you, man. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. 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 The God we serve is good. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you heard this message and God has inspired and invigorated you. At this present moment, we're just going to allow the Spirit of God to continue to move as the Spirit speaks to you. I'm encouraging you right now. Don't let this message fall on deaf ears. Don't allow your adrenaline to pump. Don't allow uh, the energy, to and the 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 uh, the uh, the verb and vitality of the Spirit, to get you excited in this place but I want you to allow that emotion to push you to a a rational decision. And that decision is simple. You simply want to call on Jesus. You wanna use the lifeline. And tonight it is your opportunity right here, right now to let God know that you have heard this message and that you are willing to receive the deliverance From whatever it is you are currently in, and you want to say thank you, Jesus. Praise Him. Praise Him where you are. Praise Him right now. Lift up His name. Press that like button right now if you want to just say thank you, Jesus. If you want to just let the Lord know that you appreciate this opportunity of worship and that that message was directly sent to you. Thank you again so very much, Pastor Humphreys. You are powerful man of god the anointing of god spirit was on you tonight and i just want to put this in gallery view so i can say this to you you need to know that god use you powerfully this evening if you believe god is good y'all and you appreciate pastor humphreys we're going to stop right here and we're going to give you an opportunity to pray where you are but i'm going to ask that pastor evan willis if you're still on the line to unmute yourself we need to pray a prayer of covering over this mighty man he just preached that powerful word and we want god to pour back into him as he has poured into us go ahead and take us to the throne in prayer
2: let us pray dear kind most gracious heavenly father God, we thank you that you gave us a word in season. Yes. God, you gave us a word we needed at yes. this time. Yes. God, we find ourselves in chains. We find ourselves in prisons. We find ourselves at midnight. Yes. God, we thank you that you use this word to liberate our minds from what the devil is telling us about ourselves to allow us to see that, God, you are with us at midnight. Mm-hmm and that you birth things in us at midnight. Yes, Lord. That you're going to bring us through to a new beginning. Yes. And God, as we go through this COVID-19, we ask that you would just save us yes. from the attacks of the enemy. Yeah. And God, at this time, we ask that you'd fill the preacher, your yes. manservant, Yes. Humphreys. We ask that you'd give him uh, a special outpouring of blessing and anointing mm-hmm. at this time. Yes, God. We thank you. We ask that he would fill us, uh, that you would fill him yes. and that you would allow him to preach another word uh, for his congregation mm-hmm. and for his Wednesdays in the word. Mm-hmm. God, we thank you for everything you've done, continue to do. Thank you for this word. Thank you for this praise. Thank you for this service. Yes. just we pray. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. At this present time, I want to just let all of you know that Pastor Humphreys has many different ministries that he is leading, one of which is actually tomorrow at 12 noon. He has a podcast, and we want you to tune in, go to his Facebook page, and receive the ministry that God has given him to give to us. Um, we celebrate him. We celebrate Pastor Kagea Scott and for their collaboration. And I just want to point you again to his uh, Facebook page, where they will be dropping tomorrow, which is Monday at 12 noon, an amazing podcast that will bless your life. Again, thank you, Pastor Humphreys. If you heard the word tonight and you wanna make that decision, you wanna say, God, I wanna be baptized. You've been feeling the spirit of God tugging on your heart and you're finally at that point where you're ready to submit and surrender completely. We want to partner with you. We want you to participate with us and we're gonna make sure that you are baptized. Don't let quarantine stop you. From making that additional step you made the conscious decision on the inside now it's time for you to get baptized we already have a woman of god who's going to be baptized this week and we're excited about her her name is hillary and you're going to meet her very soon but we want you to also join her if you need to be baptized this is your opportunity to do just that reach out to us. send us a private message uh, to the quarantine revival facebook page And we will respond to you as quickly as we possibly can. And we celebrate you for, again, tuning in tonight and for worshiping with us. Tomorrow we have Pastor Evan Willis, the man who prayed two times for us this evening. So please prepare yourself. Share this. Share this. If God blessed you tonight, share this uh, message. Share this worship experience. Press that share button so that all of those with whom you're in connection can receive the same blessing. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. God be with you. And I just want to remind you all, as we prepare to leave, to go to this website. It is tgt.gifts forward slash God's Child Forever. That is tgt.gifts forward slash God's Child Forever. And this is where you can bless that young lady who is about to give birth. This is her registry. And we want to buy up everything that she needs so that she can have all of the necessities in place for her new baby. Again, thank you so much for your willingness to give. If you desire to sow, you can do that via cash app, the money sign, the quarantine revival, and all of the proceeds that go to that specific cash app will be used to help those who are in financial crisis. If you need help, reach out. We wanna be here with you and, and we wanna provide you the resources we can to help get you through. Thank you again so much for tuning in tonight. God bless you. And we will see you tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Pacific. And again, God be with you.